Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. Well, I've got a treat for you today. We've got an interview with Caleb Truax, a former world champion boxer. We're going to talk about his remarkable story, and I think you'll appreciate and admire his honesty and modesty. Let me stop talking and let Caleb start inspiring. In 2017, Golden Caleb Truax registered what many considered the biggest upset of the year. He defeated James DeGale, an Olympic champion, in England with a majority decision. That victory gave Caleb a distinction so many elite athletes strive for but fall short of. He was a champion, specifically the IBF super middleweight title holder. But given his humble start and his persistence and perseverance, Caleb has earned another title that his fans and many admirers honor him with, even after DeGale regained the IBF title in a hard-fought rematch. Caleb is considered the people's champion. In part one of my talk with Caleb, we're going to focus on his youth sports experience, which didn't include boxing, and the many lessons he learned in other sports along the way. Let's get to it. Well, I am excited to have my friend Caleb Truex. Caleb, thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure, Sean. My pleasure. Well, you know, Caleb, I know we often talk about this, that uh, you are the rare person who has, at the professional, at the highest level, been a champion. But what I love about you is that you don't need a title because you're just such a great guy. So I've been looking forward to having this conversation and, and I know we know each other pretty well, but I think some of these questions, I'm not sure that I do know. So we're going to go way back in the time machine and I want to know what is your favorite childhood sports related memory? I think I've got some ideas what it could be, but I'm curious to know what you're going to say. Uh, my favorite childhood sports related memory. That's a tough one. I, I have so many. I, I grew up playing so many different sports and, and it was, uh, the biggest part of my life throughout my life, uh, as a youth, I would probably say that baseball, uh, in general was my, my favorite sport still is my favorite sport, even though I'm a professional boxer and probably my, my favorite memories would have been high school and Legion ball with all my friends. We, we played together our whole lives, just, just pick up ball in the backyard up at Osseo Elementary and, and graduated on to uh, Omega Baseball, eventually to Osseo High School Baseball and Osseo Legion Ball, and just going on tournaments out of town with those guys and, and uh, having grown up with them my whole lives, just spending that time together, that was probably my favorite sports memory as a youth. Did you guys have some success, like, you know, beyond your community or was it just fun to play with your, your boys? We were a good team. We were a good team. We, we advanced to, we never made the state, but we were, we lost to the, uh, to Maple Grove in the section finals one year. And when we went out of town for Legion ball tournaments, we, we always did pretty well. So we were a good team and had some guys that were real good ball players. Some of them played college ball, and, and uh, we played against a lot of good players, too. We played against um, Glenn Perkins. We played against a, a few other guys that, that made it to the pro level. Pat Neshek, we played against him uh, when I was like a sophomore. Just a lot of good players, and, and uh, we, were, we were a good team. 
What kind of ball player were you? Like, what positions did you play, and what were some of your strengths? Uh, I was a I was a real good hitter. I I played outfield. wasn't the greatest outfielder, but uh, I could hit the ball. Had some good bat speed and had a little bit of power. And I was a pretty fast runner, so I'd uh, uh, steal bases and get doubles and triples all the time. But uh, I grew up fairly humble and and uh, from modest means, and and I never was able to afford to, or my parent, my mom was never able to afford to get me on the traveling teams and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I played in, in house league ball basically my whole my whole life uh, up until high school. Once I got to high school, it was uh, a little bit better coaching, but uh, yeah, it was, it was from uh, humble beginnings, that's for sure. <laughs> Which coach encouraged and inspired you most when you were younger? I never really had any coaches that jumped out as far as that goes, especially in baseball. You know, I like I said, we played a house league ball and it was kind of just like a sandlot type deal where we were all just throwing together the kids from the neighborhood. There was one year that my mom and another kid's mom were the coach of our team and that's all we could afford and that's that's what we did, you know. So my inspirations as far as coaching goes for, for baseball were a lot of guys who I played with, their, their dads were were good coaches. My, my buddy, John Nerva, his, his dad was, uh, John Nerva was on the traveling team and his dad was a, a baseball guy and uh, he helped me out a lot. Uh, another friend, Riley Gross, his dad uh, was a was a baseball guy as well, and he helped me out a lot pitching batting practice and stuff like that when we were kids up at Osseo Elementary. So I never really had a coach as far as baseball goes that was uh, an inspiration. I just loved to play the game and, and practice with my buddies and got pretty good at it. Now, sometimes kids can have different experiences when their parents are coaching them. What was it like when your mom coached you? <laughs> oh, man. I don't remember. My, I, I, all I know is that she didn't know what she was doing, and and uh, neither did the other guy's mom, who know who uh, who who was coaching us. And uh, the only reason why I did it is because we were on the house league team, and in order for us to all stay together, uh, kids that grew up in Osseo, they had to have a coach. Otherwise, we'd have been split up. So they just agreed to do it, and and uh, we just rolled with the punches, as they say in boxing. <laughs> it was uh, it was kind of a. Uh, uh, thrown together type thing and uh, I don't I don't remember what the dynamics were but uh, it was fun what was the most valuable lesson you learned through a challenge or a defeat when I was probably fourth through eighth or ninth grade I always thought I was good enough to to make the traveling teams and to make we had in Omega there there was B League, A League and traveling and and I always thought I was good enough to make the A League or the traveling teams and yet I was never picked. Uh I I always had uh, awesome stats and at a house league level and and uh I was always the best player on my team but uh, I never was picked for the upper leagues for whatever reason and it was disheartening uh but i never gave up i always uh wanted to make the team the next year and the next year and and although it never happened it, it made me better uh in the long run and and eventually when i got to high school i was better than all the guys that were on the traveling team and you know i was a all-conference performer in, in in high school in baseball and, and in football but um, i was better than the guys that were on the traveling team and had the the great coaching and the great experience their whole lives where I was getting coached by my mom. So uh, that was that was one example. 
as a professional, uh, as a professional boxer, you know, you know my story well, and and probably the the biggest come up from after a defeat was when I lost to Anthony Durrell. Uh, a lot of people thought my career was over after getting knocked out in the first round or, or a TKO in the first round, and you know I was able to uh, come back, regroup get better, learn from my mistakes and come back and win a world title, which is every fighter's dream. And and uh, I was able to realize that after everyone thought that I was done. So that was uh, as a, as a professional, that's that's number one for me. What were some of the keys to being able to do that, Caleb? I mean, that that's tough when you first round TKO against a very, very good fighter. So how did you get your mindset and what did you change to be able to get you on the trajectory to earn more opportunities and eventually win a title? Uh, it was tough. It was, uh, I'm not gonna lie, it was, it was really tough because after that fight, I thought I was gonna retire. Uh, you know, going into that fight, uh, I had a, a lot of uh, behind the scenes problems. M- Michelle, my, my uh, partner, was uh, almost died in childbirth and I just wasn't right mentally. Uh, and I probably never should have been in that fight in the first place. But after losing it, I took a step back, reassessed what I want to do, how I'm going to do it, and just put my head down and worked like I always do and cut no corners and, and just really made myself the best I could possibly be. Thankfully, I had a great team behind me. Uh, you know, Tom Halstead, Tony Gregelko, Ron Like, Jim Marine. We just put our heads to the dirt and, and uh, came up with a plan and, and made it happen. What's one thing you would tell your 8, 12, and 16-year-old self? <laughs> That's a good question. I'm just going to say have fun uh, in whatever you do. Enjoy yourself and find something that you like doing and and uh, the, the, the rest will fall into place because I've always been a guy that I've been lucky enough in my professional career to to do what I love and and uh, find something, find my niche where, um, you know, I'm able to earn a living and do something that I love. You know, when I was younger, I was always kind of stressed out. What am I going to do? How's this going to work out? And thankfully, I was able to, to fall into that niche. But uh, just have fun, man, whether it be in sports or life or anything. Looking back, what was something you appreciate about your mom's influence on your athletic journey? One thing I, I really, really appreciate about my mom and my uncle Kim was a was a, a big part of my athletic journey as well. Uh, I, I grew up without a father and he was the guy that was always playing catch with me in the yard and, and taking me to the golf course and, and along with my mom uh, coming to every game. Uh, one thing that I appreciate about both of them is they never forced me to do anything. They never, they never put pressure on me to practice, put pressure on me to play anything. They just supported me and brought me to all the, the games, all the practices, uh, cheered for me. And that's what makes a good athlete, in my opinion. Today's uh, athletes are a little bit different than, than you know, 15, 20 years ago when I was, uh, when I was a kid. Uh, there's more specialization. There's more um, preparedness in the, in the off season and stuff like that. But uh, I think what gets lost in, in today's trying to get scholarships and trying to have your kid be the best is just the fun of the game. You know, uh, I never once was forced to practice. I never was forced to, to do anything. And I, I tell people all the time, that's why I'm a professional athlete because I did it on my own. I did it because I love to do it. And I think that's the route that uh, I wish more parents would take these days. 
So you really appreciated that your mom was supportive, but didn't really tell you, hey, you need to go do this. You need to go do that. Absolutely. Because I've seen many cases uh, in boxing and baseball, football, where the parents are forcing their people, to, the kids to play and they get burned out and they don't appreciate it like they would if they just did it for the love of the game. And that's one thing that I never had to worry about because my mom showed up. My uncle showed up, brought me to practice, uh, provided the, the golf clubs or provided the, the resources I needed to, to play the game, but never, never forced me to do it, never made me get out and practice when I didn't want to. And, and uh, that's why I was a pretty good athlete at everything I did because I, because I enjoyed doing it and I worked hard because I wanted to, not because somebody else was making me do it. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast, subscribe, and share. And don't forget, you can contact me through my website, seankjensen.com. Winning is not everything, but the three H's to be a real hero in life are hustle, humility, and heart. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, and we'll see you next time. Next time.